Welcome to the 2024 real estate market in London, Ontario. This is the London, Ontario real estate podcast. My name is Phil Bailey. I'm a real estate agent in London. We've been doing the podcast for at least a couple of years now. And now that we're into 2024, this year is going to be no different. We're going to keep this podcast going and keep it going strong. Had some guests on the podcast throughout 2023. Going to be doing a little bit more of that throughout the year. But right now, you're stuck with just me, and I'm going to be talking about the market right now, what we could be seeing in 2024, where the market could end up by the end of 2024, and some of the common questions that I've been getting so far in January. So right now, let's look at the market conditions that we're seeing in the London, Ontario area. The latest stats have come out. This is for the December 2023 stats. We only sold 335 homes, not that unlike what we saw the year prior. But I think what's interesting here is that inventory has been growing. So there's four in a almost four and a half months of inventory right now in the London, Ontario area. Average sale price, 628000 This is for the L-Star area. So that's really throughout the, uh, the region, London, St. Thomas, et cetera. 386 new listings have hit the market and our sales to new listings ratio 86.8%. One thing that I've been looking at is let's look at what we saw in December of 2022. So that would have been one year prior. Our average price at that time was 612,000. So that compares with right now at 628. So we're, we're up a little bit over if you look at the, just the month of December, uh, for the, the last two years and the average days on market definitely uh, has trended upwards throughout the year. When we were during this pandemic period, seven days on market was happening. And really, it was a false indicator in a lot of ways because most homes were, were holding offers. And what that meant is that if you're holding offers for seven days and you're not even allowing someone to make an offer, well, obviously, the average time on market is is a lot different. So if we compare right now what we're seeing in terms of average uh, time on market to get a sale. Right now, median days on market's 34. So it's trended up a little bit over December 2023. And there's just a lot of active listings right now, 1,475. You see a lot of cancellations. That was That's higher than we saw in December 2022. But what I saw is a lot of cancellations that happened in December leading into the Christmas holidays. And then well, now I'm seeing those some of those listings coming back on market, but they're coming back on market at lower prices. I think what's interesting there is that I'm thinking that maybe some of the sellers have actually come to terms with the reality of the situation. I think during the pandemic, people were thinking, well, John's house across the street sold for this price, so I'm going to get that price forever. And that's just not the case over the last little while. We just don't have the same pandemic frenzy that we that we had before. And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens throughout the year. So you know, the story that a lot of people are pointing to right now is what the heck is going to happen with interest rates over 2024. The Bank of Canada did raise interest rates a heck of a lot over the last little while. And now they've taken a pause in doing so, which I think could have an impact on the market, but it it's really not clear how quickly that could have an impact. What I'm really looking forward to is what we're going to see in kind of the second quarter, maybe third quarter of 2024. So just for your interest, the next interest rate announcement 
is on January 24th of 2024, then March, April, June, July, September, October, and December again. What I think you could see is a sentiment change uh, just if the Bank of Canada looks like they will be lowering interest rates. What happened last spring was interesting to me because they kept the interest rates the same for a month. I believe it was March or April. And the market in in April, in, in the London area at least, picked up quite substantially. The average price, I'm not talking was pandemic levels, but what's interesting is that there was multiple offers on properties again. We were seeing a bit more of a frenzy that we saw that happened in the spring market of 2023. And then for the rest of the year, it definitely trailed off. And there was uh, a lot of kind of indecision, I think, in terms of what, what was happening. So what could happen again, I think, in the spring? And again, I do not have a crystal ball, folks. I asked for one for Christmas again, but I did not get one. But what, what I'm thinking... It'd be interesting to see where we end up this spring because I think if a lot more buyers come to the market and listings come in the market, you could at least have more transactions happening. I'm not saying it's going to be pandemic level again, but you could have an option where there's at least buyers at the table and people are not sitting on the fence the way they way that they were. So what another thing to point to here as we kind of get on to the next topic is there's a lot of fence sitters, right? And I think when we talk about fence sitters, I mean, people that are not really ready to make a decision one way or the other, but they have an interest in real estate. Maybe they're purchasing their first property. Maybe they want to make a move. I've been working with a lot of clients that are just not sure what to do because they can't, they don't want to move if they can't find the right house. And then if they find the right house, they're not getting it for the right price to be able to sell and make up the difference that they that they feel comfortable with doing. And I think, it, it, and again, there's a lot of people that aren't really making a decision at all. And they're waiting for the market to kind of make up its mind in terms of what the heck's going to happen. The last thing you want to do is buy a house and then you know have it go down right away. But I think if you're looking at real estate as a short-term play, I don't think you're looking at it correctly, at least in terms of residential real estate for the average person. I, I I think what you could see is those fence sitters kind of getting tired of sitting on the fence. They can't sit on that fence forever, in my opinion. And I think what could happen is they all kind of join the market in the spring and you could have a busier spring than, than we've had in the past. I think you could definitely have a busier spring than we had in the fall. The December is usually a little slow, so that didn't bother me too much. But lack of transactions over the fall period was a little strange to me. You know, we had we had more transactions happening over the summer months than we did in the fall, and that's just weird. It wasn't what we were typical to see, and I think it could be something that we see different as we get into the spring the spring market of 2024. So, where could the market go? Right uh, again. I don't know for sure where things are happening. Please do not take this as financial advice uh, because I don't know. I wish I did. But I think there's a lot of pent-up energy right now. And I, I've had a lot of folks contact me even since we've been into 2024. And I've been quite busy in the last week or two. That's something that was not really happening in December, which is pretty typical. And usually, if I had to guess, I would have said those people would start contacting me in February, maybe late February, March, April. And now those people are contacting me in January. So there's some keeners that I always say that happen every single year. And there's more keeners than normal that are happening right now in January. So are those people looking for a deal? Probably. 
I think they're finding deals in many ways. If there's more options for them to choose from, they can try an offer and see what happens. If it doesn't work out, they try an offer another property. It doesn't work out, they try another offer another property. You know, I, I'm not saying that they should be lowballing, but they should be looking at what has happened in the market over the last little while, find some comparables that make sense, and see if you have a seller that's willing to work with you to sell their home. There are people that have been in a situation, and this this will bring us to the next topic, there's people that have been in a situation where they've purchased a home, they think they're going to sell their home at a certain price, and they can't make it work. And that's a very unfortunate position to be in. I think you have to protect yourself as much as possible. So that brings us to the next topic. What should you do? If you're wanting to buy another house and you own one already, should you buy first or should you sell first? And I'm going to take the politician answer here and say, it really does depend. It depends on a lot of things. It depends on what's your risk tolerance. How much money do you have in your current place? Do you have a mortgage? There's people that are able to kind of make things work, right? And they're able to, to even potentially hold on to both properties, maybe rent one out. But the people that are not able to do that, I think you have to seriously consider either selling first, knowing how much money you have to work with for the next property, or you have to go the route of including a condition to sell. A condition to sell is can be in some ways a poison pill for a deal. Not always, but if the other person that is selling the property has purchased another property with a, a, a condition to sell, how the heck are they going to accept another condition to sell? It's like a it's a condition on a condition and none of us want to deal with it if possible and in many ways we just literally have a client that can't accept that. So if you want to get the best deal, it'd be nice to know how much money you have to work with. So if you sell first, then you have to know where you're going. The only problem is, is what if you can't find the right house and you're very particular in terms of the house you're looking for? I've had a lot of people in this situation and I completely get it. So in that case, I think you have to be conservative with the number that you're selling for. And the good news is that over the last little while, there have been sales that have been happening. I'm not saying it's been a lot, but let's look at the last six months. Let's look at sales that have been happening in your neighborhood. It's going to be, if you have a very unique home in over the million dollar mark in London, I think it's going to be a little bit harder for you to come up with a proper comparable uh, that's happened more recently. So there's going to be some risk no matter what. But I think you need to look at the situation and be as conservative as possible right now. I think the hardest part of real estate in the London area right now is the market has changed so quickly and people just don't know how much equity they really have because they're not sure of how much they're going to be able to sell that property for. So again, this is I know there's a lot of options here for you, but if you are looking at buying another property, I think you really need to seriously consider selling first or including a condition to sell. Or if you can't do that, being very conservative with the with the property value and talking to obviously a real estate professional in terms of how much you can sell that property for. And then honestly, probably even being a little bit less than that number. The last thing I want you to do is end up in a situation where you have to sell a house for the highest number it's sold for in the last little while and really swing for the fences in order to buy the other property and be in a situation where you have no choice but to sell. And there's been some people that I've seen, not my clients luckily, but I've seen some people in situations where they absolutely have to sell at a certain price because they've already made a situation where they have to buy the next one. And 
if they don't, they're in really big trouble. The last thing you want to do is you build up equity. If you've if you've built up equity over the last five years or even three years, the last thing you want to do is lose it all because you've purchased something else and you made a move. Maybe you sit there for a little bit longer. Maybe you, again, include all those things that I said you could do in order to make it work. So that's really what I wanted to go over today on the podcast. I think that this is an interesting year for real estate in London. I think every year is interesting, but I think this one in particular is going to be very... I'm very interested to see what happens in the spring market. I think that this spring could be quite busy. I think you could see some some moves happening. And if it's not busy and those fence sitters remain on the fence, when does it end, right? Are they just going to keep on this fence forever? I don't think that's possible. I really don't. Uh, again, don't quote me on this because I don't know for sure. But what I'm seeing is that there's a lot of people that are now starting to call me and text me and do all the things that they do, uh, and which is awesome. And I am really getting out there with some people that are very interested in making a move. Maybe they wanted to make a move last year. Maybe they wanted to make a move the year before, but they really couldn't or they felt that they couldn't because they were watching this market. Now that the market has kind of given us some indication and the potential is there for an interest rate to be lowered, I think you could have a very interested 2024. But I really want to hear from you on what you think is going to happen with the market. Give me your market predictions. Text me, 226-977-2348. Again, my name is Phil Bailey. I'm a real estate agent with House Sigma in London. If you have any real estate questions, I'd be happy to help. If you have a real estate agent, please contact them. But if you're just curious on uh, giving me your opinion on something, I would love to hear it and uh, get an idea of what you're seeing in your neighborhood and what your prediction is in the 2024 market for real estate. So if you're looking at buying, selling, condos, homes, investment properties, anything like that, I'm always happy to help. And I'd love the opportunity to chat with you. I hope you have a wonderful day. This is the London, Ontario Real Estate Podcast. The first episode of 2024 is now complete. Get ready for the next one. It's coming soon. Take care.